And so it begins. The week we remember every year that changed the world. No other week has more power in the history of the world than this week. And we also begin it with joy. We start with joy. And we're even more joyful because we have uh, our candidates that are going to receive confirmation and be received fully into the church with us today, uh, which is exciting. And uh, just personally, I would like to thank uh, Deacon Bob for all of your work that you've done uh, preparing them for Missy and Shauna and Lacey and everybody that helped put the Mass together. Uh, it truly is a beautiful day for you. And you have such an awesome, awesome gospel. The longest one. <laughs> but in it, there's something I want you to pay particular attention to. Of all the characters in the Passion, the one to pay attention to is the crowd. The crowd. To see that there's this crowd, as we remember at the beginning of Mass, that is joyful and welcoming Jesus into Jerusalem. They have fire in their hearts. I told them today they have, they have to say one thing, just one thing, and I wanted to say it loud, is I believe, I believe, and I hope in your hearts that you have fire, but I want you to pay attention to the crowd because this, this, there's a crowd that we have that welcomes Jesus into Jerusalem, and five days later we have a crowd that's shouting, crucify him. And one would tend to think that it's two different crowds. It's the same crowd. How quickly love declines. And how quickly the faith can decline if you don't do anything about it. That this is not the end of preparation. This is the beginning of lifelong preparation. To partake of the sacraments, to be involved in the church, to give your time, talent, and treasure, to help the upbuilding of the kingdom. Or you too will fall away. That crowd is in all of us. The ability to be praising the Lord, worshiping Him, doing great things, and then to change. And all of a sudden not know who you are anymore. There's a story, it's a legend, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but that doesn't matter in my mind. I like telling stories. <clears throat> of Leonardo da Vinci's Last Supper, the painting. He began painting and it took him three years to paint it. And how he began is he went out and he looked for the central figure, Christ. He thought, I will begin with Jesus. And he wandered the streets of Milan. And he was looking for this face that would capture the compassion of the Son of God, but also the, the self-giving, the, the, the strength, all of these things that were evident in the face of Christ. He finally found a man. And he said to him, he said, will you pose for this painting I'm doing? And the man agreed. And so he painted his Christ. For the next two years, he wandered trying to find the faces of the different apostles. And he found them one by one, and he painted them into the painting. Until the last one. The last one he waited for was Judas. And he struggled and agonized on how, who, where would he find a man 
that was an apostle but was also a betrayer? Where do you find a face like that? Where do you find a heart like that? And he finally settled on going to a prison. And as he wandered around the prison, looking at the faces of all the men, he eventually found one. And he looked at him and he said, when you get out, I have a job for you. And he said, what is it? And he said, I want you to come to my studio and I want you to be the face of Judas. The man kind of chuckled and said, fine. Two months later, he was released from prison. He came to Da Vinci's studio. And as he was painting the final strokes of the betrayer, the man looked at Da Vinci and he said, you don't recognize me, do you? And Da Vinci said, well, should I? Have we met? And he said, three years ago, you asked me to be your Christ. How quickly we can change. How quickly we can go from being a follower of Jesus to leaving him. And how does it happen? When we go along with the crowd, the world. Jesus called us out of the world. And yet we so desperately want to be part of it. Today you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. A fire is enkindled in your heart. And you're meant to take that fire and spread it to the world. Don't just hold it as the gospel say under a bushel basket. Let it shine. Let people see your love for the church. Let people see your love for Christ. I once heard a saying, a Christian is someone who has met another Christian. We're billboards. Are we bringing people to Jesus? Or are we shouting crucify him? These two crowds that exist in our hearts, where will you stand? Because there were people in those crowds that were not part of it, but they were in it. And even though they denied him and ran away, they were still there. And they returned to him. And why did they return to them? Return to Jesus? Because of one thing. They prayed. They prayed. They were with him and they prayed. That is what sets you apart. It's what sets us apart from that crowd. Our hearts are powerful and they're reckless and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're bad. But always remember as scripture says that God is greater than our hearts. He marches into Jerusalem today to conquer our hearts once and for all. Our king, through love, through sacrifice, he alone will save us from ourselves. So stay close to him and pray to not be put to the test. Stay close to him this holy week and throughout the rest of your lives. And pray that you will never be part of that crowd.